Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, your weekly Star Wars podcast bringing you the latest news and discussion, what's going on in a galaxy far, far away and our random spotlight. My name's Gary and with me as always, it's the dude that's been away, but now he's back. Then he was away again, now he's back, then I was away, now I'm back and we're back together. How you doing, Mr. Mark? Backstreet's back, all right. I'm all right, my man. I'm all right. I've missed, uh, I've missed you. I've missed chatting. It's. I always love listening to the show. You know when I'm not here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's you know, it's, it's weird to not to like listen into your own show. It was it was quite ironic actually because I got the old Spotify playlist stats. You know, for the end of the year. Oh, your yeah, top yeah. listen to podcasts, your own podcast. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah, when I saw that email from Spotify, I was like, okay, I must have listened to it. Because I do listen to quite a few, obviously. But yeah, just the same thing. Spark of Rebellion, just repeated over and over again. I was like, ah, fair enough. Fair it's just so you can uh, listen to our legendary is You're like, yes, yes, we are good. Yes, yes, yes. It's like uh, <laughs> self-validation. But uh, good to be back, dude. A couple of good solo shows. I enjoyed them. Nice, to, nice work as always. Ah, oh, cheers, dude. Yeah, wanting to keep the ball rolling, get the uh, get the news out there because we mentioned just before we started recording that there's loads of news coming through at the minute as we ramp up to um, as we ramp up to the rise of Skywalker and stuff. So, yeah, lots to talk about, lots to go through. Apologies, my voice is a bit uh, rumbly and raspy. I uh, had the old work Christmas do a couple of nights ago. Oh, karaoke, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of these people that ambient noise just gets in the way of talking so i have to shout yep. all night and then the next morning my voice is just wrecked and uh yeah so my voice hasn't fully recovered yet so i sound like i've got a cold but i haven't so uh, hey, and a shout, a shout out to um to a colleague of mine very quickly as well uh, dave jenkins he's a big fan of our show he uh, he's listened since episode one and oh, he, cheers, uh, Dave. yeah and he very drunkenly said uh yeah, you guys, brilliant. Yeah, listen every week. So I know he meant it though, not just because he was drunk, but yeah. Cheers, Dave. Much appreciated. Cheers, Dave. Appreciated. Uh, you know, I always credit other comedians, but uh, in this instance, you can have that one. You're not a comedian, but anyway, oh. yeah. Noticed it a couple of times. You've been using my catchphrases, but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't lasted, let me look down, we haven't lasted three minutes. In fact, we did uh, some office uh, in the old... Uh, yeah, we did. People couldn't see that we were office dancing. <laughs> if we ever if we ever get this um, show streaming on YouTube, then that's going to be uh, fairly embarrassing, to say the least. Oh, yeah, people hate that, but then they'll love it at the same yeah. time. That's definitely like some kind of Patreon stuff. We'll put the behind-the-scenes videos on. Yes. I checked out that office podcast that you mentioned as well. Oh, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Super funny, yeah. Just like one liners after the other. It's just 
the office has just provided an endless, almost endless stream of combinations you can put together between Brent and Gareth. It's unbelievable. Oh, in it just, in it. I oh, was talking about this last night, I went to a quiz and uh, we were just talking about the office because we were all fans of it. And I was just saying how much like you, you just notice every time you watch the office, I watch it that much, but every time I notice new things. Like I noticed the other day, you know, when Brent turns up and he's like, not going to call ahead. You know, that whole scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, Gareth's got a picture of himself in his TA uniform on his filing cabinet. And I never noticed it before. I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> Don't rake up old graves. <laughs> That's sort of one of the rules. Kind of one of the rules. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, before we dive down that rabbit yep, hole. Yeah, better not. Yes, we've got some awesome news to go through. And then we've got uh, a surprise the review and discussion that Mark is going to spring on me. And then if we get time... Uh, we've got an old favourite that's come back into the spotlight a little bit for our random spotlight. Uh, before we we're get not cracking, get into them, are we? So, yeah. so let's jump in. We're, not, we're just not getting to them. Like, there's that much it- news. Do you know what I'm noticing as well? Like, I'm looking through the Trello board of the news today, and like, it's there's a pile of news, but none of it's Mandalorian, none of it's Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> it's just all other stuff. What a time to be uh, a Star Wars geek. Yep, and then it'll all be wiped from existence. Come. December 21st, we'll have nothing to talk about. Yeah, exactly, apart from Christmas. We should do like a Christmas gift for the Star Wars geek in your life, but I almost can't be bothered with that. Like the Googling required is a bit much. Yeah. Need to Sorry, make Dave, a cup of tea that's how much we one. love the show. Yeah. <laughs> need, to, need to get a brew ready for that and no, yeah, that's effort. Yeah. In so, it big time. Anyway, sorry, yeah. bro. Let's uh, let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. Before we get cracking with the news, remember you can find us on whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts on. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. Give us a sub so that you don't miss a show when that lands at the weekend. If you've got a minute, give us a review and a rating because that helps us out loads. Very much appreciated to those who have reviewed the show over on Apple Podcast, etc. We're all on the socials as well. Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Give us a like and a follow on there as we chat Star Wars throughout the week. And if you like what we do here, head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can jump on from a dollar upwards and bag yourself some SOR swag and lots of other things. So check that out. That'd be uh, really cool if you like what we do here. Uh, right. News. First up, the rise of Skywalker. There's been a load of little nuggets that have dropped over the past two weeks. And along with TV spots and trailers and whatnot, we've seen... Um, I'd say about maybe half a dozen different posters uh, that have surfaced. Some of them are for just regular um, just promotion for the film, general marketing and stuff. But we've also had some special dish posters that have dropped. And one of them is for the IMAX cinema. So any cinema that's shown us in IMAX have got their own special poster. And it's a bit weird, really. It's a, it's a good-looking poster, for sure. But it's confusing a lot of people because the composition it kind of makes Kylo look a bit weird and it's obscuring uh, Luke quite a lot. The only person that's kind of not weird is Ray in the foreground, but the rest of it, it's kind of cool, but it looks weird. It's confusing a few people. You've seen this, bud, right? I think it's only confusing those people who are absolute fucking morons. <laughs> like, how is this confusing? <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, listener, that's listen, if- confused you, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, um, pal. <laughs> um, okay, just one set. I'm going to go into Trello. Mark episode as explicit. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. This dig, don't worry. In. This is not another Dominic Monaghan moment. Dominic Bonan. This is not. <laughs> but like, I, I, all right. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
Like it's, they're doing something a little bit weird with it where it's like, oh, look, it's kind of melding people in. But why is it weird? I looked at it straight away. I was like, that's blatantly the plan. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is blatant. Like you're a designer. You're like one of the best designers that I know. And, of course. Yeah. Well, I only know two. And uh, Shut up. You know, every time I talk to the other one, I'm like, you're one of the best designers I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, it's really clear what's going on. So you've got Ray in the middle who's bridging the gap between Luke and Leia. And then you've got Kylo Ren at the top. And everyone's like, wait a minute, is that Kylo's hair or Luke's hair? That's the point, is that it can easily be both of them. It's trying to show the person under the mask. And then it's showing that it's obviously the the battle in Kylo Ren is still that he's drawn to the light side with Luke and Leia. It's a really simple poster. I was just, like, I get a bit upset when people are like, ooh, ooh, get in the sea, get in the sea. Yeah, I read you. I think the problem is, I think what's throwing people is a combination of uh, Luke's hair. People mm. are thinking, why is Kylo Ren's hair coming out of his his helmet? That shouldn't be happening. It's like, no, it's not. It's Luke's hair. And they're looking at it too literal as well. Like, if you look at this from a, mm. from a, um, from a, what's the word that I'm looking for? From, from kind of what it symbolizes. I think that's the point, is that there's a person under that. And that's, we know that's probably going to be one of the core things, the themes that run through Rise of Skywalker. I think it's very clear what the symbolism is. Um, so, yeah, I know what you're saying. There was also that talk that uh, Luke looks a bit like Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, which actually uh-huh. really does. If you look at it, like if you see Obi-Wan, you're like, wait a sec, that, damn it, now I can't unsee it, you know? Yeah, man, it's the beard and stuff. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a cool poster. The thing that I, the only thing that looks weird to me is bit. And you can't really get around it because of the angle that Luke's face is. is be- the, the position of Luke's nose makes it look like Kylo Ren's got a bit of a bill, like a duck-shaped <laughs> kind of bill. So it makes him look like Kylo Duck. But other than that, it's, you know, pretty sweet. And that guy's quackers. I'm here all week. <laughs> oh, my word. Do, what would you do, like, if the big twist, you know, where Kevin Smith's like, right, this is it. We've got it. <laughs> The, the last scene is going to melt your mind. It turns out that underneath the mask, Kylo Ren is a duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. It's like a Marvel crossover thingy. <laughs> Kevin Feige is like, told <laughs> you I was doing a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, That'd yeah, be the, amazing. Yeah, so the IMAX poster, we've cleared that up for everybody because <laughs> you were struggling on your own. Kylo Ren. There we go, Kylo. <laughs> I am dying. Oh, oh crikey. There we go. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Mm. Um, because there was, uh, this poster was released along with another poster. So uh, that was the IMAX one. And there's another one, which is for, I've not heard of this before. I'm not sure if this is a US thing, but there's another type of cinema called Real D an extension of that is 3D. So real D, 3D, that must be, uh, we don't have these in the UK, I don't think anyway. I've heard of real and, 3D. It's what all the other 3D, like at Cineworld and that, use every other non-IMAX 3D. Can remember, you used to get the real 3D glasses, but I've never heard of the real D thing. No, no. I've not heard of it before, but mm. uh, this poster is like off the charts. This one has got like such an awesome classic retro vibe to it. This looks like one of the old uh, A New Hope uh, sheet D's and you know stuff like that. It, it just looks awesome. It's got that illustrated feel to it. It's not like a, it's not a photo composite Photoshop thing. It's an actual 
someone's actually illustrated this with pencils and everything. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing, dude. I much prefer this one to the IMAX one, for sure. Yeah, of course. Likewise, dude. And yeah. uh, there's a couple of fun things with that one as well. Do you know what I really like about this? If you look kind of from the centre over John Boyega's head, over Finn's head, and you kind of see that sweeping from just behind Poe and from Ray, like how they've just mirrored the curve of the Death Star and the clouds with the Millennium Falcon. Like it's really well put together, isn't it? It's really well aesthetically put together and from a perspective perspective it's really well done but one of the fun things in that for me dude was um a twin sons yeah i was gonna say yeah 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 the old tatooine job you think we're gonna go back to tatooine yeah i can't see them not doing can you no i think uh it's been such an integral part of the saga you know it'd be it'd be it'd be a shame anyway it wouldn't be the end of the world but it'd be a shame not to revisit yeah, I agree, dude. I think you're right. This poster really is badass. The only thing that I, I'm not keen on, and I think it, it's, I don't think it's to do with the poster. It's just how, like, the bottom bit is just tacked on, like the advertising <laughs> bit is just. It's like, oh crap, we need a ah, we forgot to put the logo and stuff on, right? Well, uh, just put a white box at the bottom, Dave. That's all yeah, good, Dave. It's <laughs> all good. Just pop that on there. Yeah, no, I read you. That's the only thing that lets it down because there's some other posters. They've done this in the past where um they've put like a black frame around it and then they've used part of that black part of the frame to house the logo and stuff. They could have done that, but yes, we're not telling you how to do your job either. This is just some thoughts. Run with them if you want. It's all good. Might get that for the old, uh, might get that to frame it, stick it up on the wall though. I think that's probably why it's been designed like that with that white thing tacked on at the bottom, just because it is going to be a print, isn't it? Because it really does look pretty sweet. It does. Yeah, appeals to stupid people like me that just buys that shit, you know. Nah, 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 nah. I'm the same, dude. Because it, it's it's like a weird, it's almost like a four by three um, kind of sizing as well, if you look at the dimensions of it, isn't it? So it's mm-hmm. definitely intended for print and framing. It's not a it's not a poster 16 by 9, you know, turned on its head style dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good shout on those, though, dude. I think I, I think they're both really interesting posters. It's almost like the the first one, the IMAX one, kind of a uh, is is almost just appealing to the new modern sensibilities of like I, you know marrying IMAX up with something a little bit more modern, and then you know the, the the second one that you mentioned is more of a air quotes kind of true poster for Star Wars. So yeah. I think it's interesting when you see Disney doing things like that. It's almost like they're understanding that they've got a they've got to kind of hit different demographics and different subsets of people now. Whereas before it was just, well, this is Star Wars, you know? It feels like it's <laughs> fighting for attention a little bit more now that Marvel exists and, um, you know, you've got other big franchises. It just feels like it's got to fight a bit for the dollars. Um, mm-hmm. yep. So I'm just interested in that from a kind of marketing perspective as well. Agreed. Yeah. So there we go. Some cool posters. Moving on. Disney Plus, dude. We've got the awesome Mandalorian, which is rolling along very nicely at the moment. I've finished watching episode four, or chapter four, this morning even. Nice. Yeah. And we've got the Obi-Wan show coming up next year. So you would think that to keep the momentum going, there'd be like, I don't know, like a Qui-Gon prequel kind of TV series, maybe a Darth Maul series, maybe something to do with with uh, Poe on his own or whatever. But no, the next show that's coming to Disney Plus is basically Pat Sharp's Funhouse for Disney Plus. Now, those of you of a certain age will know 
Pat Sharp's Funhouse. It was basically a game show for kids where you just threw them into an environment of complete stupidity. And for their efforts, they just got covered in gunge and slime and whatnot. So some of the older people working at Disney have obviously watched that on YouTube. Thought, I know what we'll do. This has got, this has got Disney Plus written all over it for the younglings. So Jedi Temple Challenge is the next show coming from Disney Plus for 2020. And it's hosted by none other than the actor that played Jar Jar Binks. It gets better. And uh, yeah, it's essentially, um, yeah, this guy. He's actually a pretty cool guy, actually, outside of uh, Jar Jar Binks. Uh, Ahmed Best, he's going to host the show. And um, the tagline, uh, the thing that's going to sell the show, is apparently this is definitely a kids' game show like no other. I don't know how that's uh, how that's possible. It will be like no other because it's got a Star Wars logo on it. But I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, one of them in it. It's it's obviously it's just it's for the it's just for the Disney Plus subscriptions for the kids. <laughs> what are you, you going to say? It's for the crack. It's just for the crack. You know, just for, just for the crack in it, which obviously is like a fair play to him for getting Ahmed Best to do it because he's a like a rough ride. Like he's had mm. a rough ride, <clears throat> you know. If you read some of the the the, um, the commentaries that he's put out over the years and the twenty years since the Phantom Menace, like that guy's been through the ringer when it comes to Star Wars. You know, he's he's like Hayden Christensen on roids when it comes to his experiences with Star Wars. So fair play for getting Ahmed Best involved. Yeah, yeah. and yep. you know, you're right. It's they've obviously been down Magaluf, you know, missed Chesney Hawks down at Bananas, and <laughs> thought, do you know what? Who's this kid, Pat? What Pat Sharp? Who's this? And then you know the the same guy that cleaned all the knobs and counted all the knobs in the Millennium Falcon. They were like, just Google this. Who's this? Who's this DJ? So they Googled it, thought to themselves, all right, having a little bit of that, and then bumped into Ahmed Best coming out of uh, BCM Beach Bar in Magaluf, and we're like, oh, this is serendipitous. Little project for you. And he's like, all right, Kathleen, what kind of shit are you into? Jedi Temple Challenge. That's what happened, and. You know, I, I, that's exactly how it happened. Like, if that doesn't make it onto superhero hype as breaking news, I'll be shocked. But yeah, yeah. you know, fair play to him for it. I, it's just, it's, it's one of those daft things like Fort Bayard where you just like you're having your tea and you sat down and you're like, oh, just go on for twenty minutes, and then suddenly you're thinking to yourself, "Go on, son, you can get on that banther. You can do this. You can do this." Like it's, it's one of those. It's blatantly going to be crap but at the same time going to be absolutely middle of the road, outstandingly normal for when you're having your tea and kids are going to love it. So exactly. I, I, yep. I totally get the biz behind this and a fair play to them for getting Ahmed best because that guy deserves some love. Yeah. Rock up and they're like, look, it's Ahmed best. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Cause they're happy to see him. Not. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently this is going to, uh, bring together the best of Star Wars competitive spirit, harrowing obstacles and a hero's triumph over challenges uh, in a totally new format for the franchise, said Dan Silver, who's vice president of originals and unscripted content at Disney+. Plus. Not for long if he carries on with things like Jedi Temple Challenge. Yeah, dude. Dan, a word in your shell like, son. I prefer a flan. Yeah. The kids will love it, man. Like you said, the, it'll be the good. The kids will. Yeah, like stuff that you don't have to concentrate, just stick it on when you're having your tea and 
I would imagine it's one of those that geeks like you and me will be like, ooh, look at the sets. <laughs> they're pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and they'll probably do some really good music for it. Like, we, I know we've been really cynical because it's a kid's show, but we, it pro- to be fair, knowing us, we'll be like, actually, yeah. that's pretty good. Like Ninja Warrior, you know, you st- <laughs> like Ninja Warrior, he's blatantly terrible. Like Gladiators. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If you've got Ahmed Best, who was basically, basically saying... Contestants ready? Gladiators ready? His little Jar Jar voice. I'm well up for that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Or even Scottish Jar Jar, like the UK version of Gladiators. Well, every planet's got a north. (laughs) I like it, dude. Doctor Who reference. There you go. Cheeky. Cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky. Anyways, Jedi Temple Challenge will be coming at some point in 2020. We unfortunately don't know when... The, uh, the kickoff time for that is it's probably going to be summertime. Yeah, it's got to we'll, be, it? It, uh, it, yeah. I, I think it'll be fun. It'll be all right. One of those to have over your tea. Yeah. When Will Smith earns the majority of his uh, royalty checks. Big Will. Big Willy style. Indeed. Right. That's that done. Uh, the new TV spot, of which mm. there have been a few. One of them has stood out as being just freaking epic. I think there's been three or four of these now, and this one... They were just like, look, people aren't getting it. People are, people are not getting the fact that there's a new Star Wars film coming. What do we need to do? We haven't, we've had like 6 million likes on YouTube. We were expecting seven. So what's going on? What we need to do is get some John going and then all of a sudden 12 million hits. There you go. So in this particular TV spot, they've just shoved in a bit of Jewel of the Fates and then, boom, everyone's like, a new Star Wars film's coming. It's like, well, yeah, we've been freaking telling you that for the last month. But no, down to Johnny again, isn't it? Old John. He's saving the franchise, isn't he? He's the force ghost behind it all. I thought it was yeah. curious, this one, because it's um, it's blatantly them attempting, and really rightly so, because I was, I was well on board for it, like rightly so, attempting to connect everything together. Like you stick somebody in from Phantom Menace, and suddenly you've got the people whose first exposure to Star Wars was the prequels going, wait a, wait a sec, this is my Star Wars as well? It's not just the old guy with the beard doing the Force ghosty thing? Like, yeah, fair play on that one. Again, it's back to what we said about the posters. You know, they're really doing something well with the marketing on this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know the box office and the review embargoes will really kind of seal the deal on whether it performs well at the box office. But um, ultimately, they're just trying to target everyone with this one. And I I kind of, like we've spoken about it before, I kind of didn't believe it to a degree when Abrams is all about connecting everything together, but I'm starting to, starting to believe that Abrams might have, have, have really gone deep into connectivity on this one um, just because they're doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, it's testament to how good John Williams stuff is, um, that, that it, it, like this is the one they've picked for a, a, a movie in 2019 that features characters that, aren't even in The Phantom Menace. Like, it mm. just shows how, say what you want about The Phantom Menace and the prequels, that is now, it's, and it has been for 20 years, just pure Star Wars. You know, there's no getting around that fact. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I've been watching, uh, I watched Attack of the Clones uh, the week, uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. I was doing the old saga watching the run-up. I'll tell you what, dude. They're aging well, the prequels. They really they're aging are, okay. Man. Because, uh, yeah, as everyone knows, they got a lot of hate when they first launched, you know, for about 
10 years, I suppose, after they came out. People just didn't want anything to do with them, really. But they're having a bit of a, a, bit of a comeback. I think just because the whole vibe of Star Wars over the last couple of years and how they've weaved a few bits in and out of, of certain things, especially with things like the video game, Battlefront 2 and, and all that stuff, there's been a bit of a resurgence. So, yeah, it's good. And I think this particular TV spot, we get another couple of lines from the Emperor as well, which is good. Mm-hmm. So that fleshes out. It, it it kind of reaffirms that he's going to be directly involved or have some kind of direct contact with at least Ray and Kylo. Because before people were like, is this just kind of a kind of force premonition or a force um, vision that one of them's going to have? The Emperor's not actually going to be physically there or, you know, being able to communicate. This is just a vision of some sort. But it seems like from these lines in the film that he's going to have some kind of direct contact with these two. So, Well, he says something along the lines of, and it's, it is complete paraphrase, something along the lines of the, the story of Skywalker ends. It's something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Which just lends complete credibility to the fact that you're going to see an Anakin. You know, we've got the twin sons on that poster. This, this, like I said, it's J.J. Abrams, and he's not great at connecting films up overall, but with something like a tapestry as rich as Star Wars, like you and me could do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and especially because he's Mister Fan Service, <laughs> you know, you you could you could really do something solid with that. So I, I'm I'm keen on it, man. And just to finish up on that, I, I, I did see a uh, I don't know if it's a rumor or whether it was confirmed or what, but there was something along the lines of you're gonna hear every piece of Star Wars music in the Rise of Skywalker, even if it's just a couple of bars. You are gonna hear everything that Williams has done. I don't think. Maybe not some of the Giacchino stuff from um, uh, Rogue One. I don't know if he did Solo as well or someone else did that, but I don't think you'll hear those ones. But I, no. the Williams stuff, you know, like Across the Stars, you're going to hear all that stuff. And yeah, I'm in for any of that. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, I spoke about that on last week's show. I think John Williams' brother was doing some music thing in some university. And obviously they quizzed him <laughs> about it. That's when he said, yeah, you're going to hear like every theme that's you know, of all the stuff. So that, that's just going to be so good. And the, the soundtrack's going to be awesome. I reckon after the film's coming. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe I got that from you then last week on the show. Oh dear. I'm a Communication. Fan. Yep. On point as always. Runs on efficiency of communication and factors. Profitability. <laughs> I might give you three and then another two if you need them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, shall I tell you what Neil's done? If you want. Oh, 100, did I? I was going to do 90. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Moving on. We, I have we to put a stopper so in this. Yes, we are. Padme right. strikes back in a new book. I think you read the, the first one of these. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, I've read that much stuff. But I, I did. I read Queen Shadow. Queen Shadow. Yeah. Do you know I've read like four books since we last spoke as well? All Star Wars stuff. We'll get to that next week. But uh, yeah, I did. I read Queen Shadow. Yeah. I'm talking of books. I'm like nine. According to my Kindle, I'm like ninety-two percent through Resistance Reborn. Oh, what do you think? Yeah, man. In it. It doesn't. It's not going to break any records for uh, like super in-depth, amazing literary work, but in terms of just firing loads of cameos and bringing loads of um, uh, sort of tying everything up in a neat little bundle. I think that's the, I think that's the story that is 
like the the the, the closest to the start of the rise of Skywalker when that comes yeah. up. So it feels it, it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So in terms of like bringing all those little strands from like um, you know names that have been floated around in comics and other books and stuff, kind of brings it all together in a nice little funnel. And it makes you realise what they're doing with like with the Bracker shipyards, which are then in Jedi Fallen Order, and then you know what they're doing with bringing all the team together and Wedge. It makes you think. Okay, suddenly that shot of the Millennium Falcon with the wire wings and the Corvettes. Suddenly you're like, okay. Even from the trailer in this book, it's making sense. Yeah. So it's it's just a bit of exposition for guys like you and me. I think it's very in- interesting. While we're on the subject, then I may as well get into it. You'll like it. Finished certain point of view. Read that start to finish through Vegas. Oh, I've um, read that, yeah. That's good. Which, yeah. like, some stories are outstanding, like, amazing, and some of them are dog crap, like, real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the one that I, uh, that I also read after that was Kenobi, the old... Uh, John Jackson Miller one, the, the non-canon, but is pretty much close enough to be canon and doesn't cause any problems anyway. Um, <laughs> what a book that is, man. Yeah, it's one of my faves, yeah, Kenobi. One of my faves. He's such a badass in that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's got that kind of lone range. It's almost um, almost Mandalorian vibes, you know? He kind of plays this yeah. kind of uh, moody, doesn't want to get involved with anybody, very unsociable dude that just turns up and, you know, is forced into raising hell. It's a it's a cracking book that one, and he's so cocky with it and confident. Like yeah. you've got his little quips in there. It's definitely the Obi Wan that we saw with you and McGregor. The little quips and the you know the throwaway comments where he's uh, he's he, he's kind of riling people up, but by, by not <laughs> riling people up. I just thought he was so badass with it. The only thing that I thought was like he's a little bit loose with his lightsaber. You know, he's like yeah. I need to stay hidden, but he's a little bit loose with it. He's a bit like oh look oh a womp rat. <laughs> You know? Well, Jedi, innit? Yeah. Take the Jedi out of Coruscant, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we digressed again. Anyway. We are terrible producers of podcasts. Where were we? What were oh, you saying? We? Uh, actually, they might take some cues from that book um, in the upcoming TV series. Some of the storylines around that book where he's kind of he's trying to evade uh, social stuff and he gets mixed up a little bit with the Tusken Raiders and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They might they might use a little bit of that in the TV show. Anyway, well, yeah, I mean it's and it's the time frame is like I was shocked how immediately after Revenge of the Sith it was like the first scene where he's in the bar and is like, what's this little bundle? And then suddenly it's a baby. Like, oh crap! Like this really is like he's literally just got off the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So that time frame because the, the TV series like eight years after Revenge of the Sith, this was just immediately like the first three months. So fa- that's why I thought with there's only a few little comments that. Screw with a canon. Like, that could easily become a canon novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same with the Plagueis book. Is it? I've not read that one. I should do that next. Yeah, that that's that was um, delisted from the canon stuff, but it's close enough that, you know, it's not... You know, it could it could be canon. It's just very pernicky, pernickety uh, stuff. But anyways, <laughs> crikey. Right, so Queen's Peril is the sequel to the book from E.K. Johnston that uh, follows up Queen's Shadow. And I believe that that book did reasonably well, actually, uh, because for similar reasons that we spoke about earlier, there's uh, the prequels kind of fell on their ass a little bit, but now they're getting a lot of love, you know, and the time frame and the characters and stuff. Uh, couple that with the fact that we just haven't seen much in the way of Padme outside of those films. It's a good, uh, a good character and a good time frame to flesh some of that stuff out. So um, it's coming out in May 2020, and. Uh, 
yeah, as somebody who's read the first one, are you going to be picking this up? Yeah, I will do. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time frame because if you look at, uh, if you read at what E.K. Johnson said in some of the interviews, you know, it's it's the original Handmaiden. So obviously there were deaths throughout of some of the Handmaidens. And, you know, while Sabi and the rest of them are, are, are great in, in Queen Shadow, <clears throat> it sounds like E.K. is very keen on, on exploring the original Handmaidens, which fair play sounds great, and it's, it's it sounds like it's just just going to take place just before a Phantom Menace because he said the the Trade Federation may show up and start causing havoc. So I was always interested in that, even though it was obviously it's overly political and so on and so forth. But I was always very curious about that. Okay, what happened up to that? Like, why did they pick Naboo for the trade blockade? Why did they do this? What you know? How did how did the separatists really? start to kind of dig in and take a hold before they became the separatists, you know, what happened there. Um, so I think there's a lot of fertile ground to cover in that one. Um, and it makes me wonder as well whether, I don't think they will, but whether they'll do anything Jedi-based as well, because there's there's a little bit of Master and Apprentice timelining in there. There's a bit of Jedi Fallen Order, um, not Jedi Fallen Order, um, Jedi Lost Dooku kind of timings in there. So there's th- th- there's just a heck of a lot that could just be thrown in, again, to make this a very interesting story um and I, I thought the original queen shadow was great it was just a little bit political and slow at times but overall it's, it's like we said about the prequels you know it's one of those where subsequent literature or subsequent content in that kind of vein will only serve to make the book better mm-hmm. so yeah I, th- I think it's great what they're doing fleshing it out i know they get a lot of stick for how they've treated some of the characters and obviously getting rid of the old legends universe as it is now but you know I think with the time, you know, if you look 10 years ahead, I think we're going to be grateful for what's happened with, with, with the extended universe as it is now. So yeah, keen for that, man. Yeah, man. Agreed. I'll have to read the first one though before picking mm. this one up, but yeah, I'm up for that. So interesting t- character. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, he's back. Keep coming back to this dude. He's getting boring now. Every single week, there's a, a rumor or, some story about Ryan Johnson's trilogy being cancelled or it's on and it's going to be amazing. And then the next week, no, Disney hate what he's doing. And then you know, all, you know, round and round and round. So anyway, he's tried to, to quash all of these rumors and so on because he keeps getting asked all the time. Even when he goes to promote some of his other films, like his recent one, which was um, Knives Out, I think, that was released recently when he was doing his press junket stuff, you know, inevitably always circles around so yeah that film's great and everything but you know star wars and <laughs> you can just see his face like here we go so basically he said look every day there's an he said, he said every single day there's a new thing he said until it's up on starwars.com don't believe it and that's all he said about it now so i think he's just getting sick and tired of people tweeting him and asking him interviews uh, and rightly so man because we can go around in circles for for weeks and months on end, maybe maybe years. I don't know what the uh, what what Disney are planning on doing with the the newer stuff uh, until January. So next month we're going to find out. They're going to announce, aren't they? The um, what the new trilogy is going to be and who's going to direct it and all that stuff. So until we know what's happening with that, we're probably not going to know what's happening with this one. So Ryan Johnson's just like, look, I'm just getting sick and tired of all this. So he's basically said, look, until Disney say, yep, this is it. That's it. That's your lot. So he's come to end at Tether, basically. And rightly so and all. Rightly so. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fair play to him on that. He's, he must be so annoying when you've got, like that Knives Out film has got an insane cast. And when you look at it and you, you know, that that's a fair, you know, fair game to him. He's pulled something off with that one by all accounts. And yeah, to, you know, to get, to for it consistently to get pulled back to Star Wars must be so frustrating as a, as a creative guy. I know, you know, we give him a stick and we, we ride him a little bit for saying Empire wasn't great and blah, 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 blah. Fair play. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a creative, I can see him getting pissed with it, and 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 and, and rightly so. You know, okay, just leave him to it. Now we don't know, and I mean, like you said, it's only next month before we find out something. And you know, fair play to Disney as well for that one. They're not letting the momentum die on that one. Um, it's not. You know, we've said it before. What's going to happen after Rise of Skywalker? Are we going to have a show that's going to be scrapping around for news? And probably not. In all fairness, you know, with such a mega brand like Star Wars, there's always stuff going on. Um, so yeah, it, it, as much as we ride the guy for it, just, yeah, let's just, we're not going to know anything until we know something. So, you know, let him crack on. Just crack on, son. Crack on. But what about Star Wars though, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, unless it's up on starwars.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just had that on repeat. Yeah. But no, I, I completely agree with you, dude. When you move on from stuff, it's a bit like, um, there are just some things though, when you get attached to a brand or a franchise, it's very, very difficult to shake that stuff. I mean, there's been plenty of actors that have starred in things, and then they've gone on to do like 50 other films, but people will only know them for, you know, like if you said, Harris, if you said, right, name me 10, like Harrison Ford has done like over 30 films at least, close to 40 films in his career, name me 20 of them. Mm. And people will say, uh, Star Wars, obviously, Indiana Jones, and Blade Runner. Yeah. All right, what else then? Uh, yeah. do, you, do you know what I mean? So it's very difficult sometimes to detach yourself from such a mega, mega franchise, like you said. So let's hope you, um, you come through with the goods, mate, because if you don't, you'll be known as the dude. I mean, I wonder if The, um, if the Last Jedi will ever get like a bunch of love or respect like the prequels having years, like in 10, 15 years time, I wonder if people will be like, actually, The Last Jedi is pretty sweet. Like like we do with the prequels, who knows? I, I wonder if that will happen with The Rise of Skywalker when if, if they do the job and if they really deliver and it becomes the third part of a story as opposed to a film that you can complain about in isolation. If Again, I've said it before, it's like Revenge of the Sith makes The Phantom Menace better and Attack of the Clones. You know, it, it, it's just the chapters of a story. That's how I've always seen Star Wars, you know, because mm-hmm. I was, I was, I guess, fortunate enough to be born after the fact and be able to see them from a slightly higher angle as opposed to this is a film with a sequel. They are, to me, they are chapters. And I, I, I do believe that will happen with The Last Jedi. I do. I really do. Whether it's five years, to six months, 10 years, 20, I don't know. But I do think it will happen, man. I think you're onto something with that. Mabes. Yeah. Hopefully. I'd like to see it get some love. Anyways, Ryan Johnson, let's hope you don't get hounded. Well, you will do, but anyway. Uh, last bit of news. Do you like your Bose stuff, dude? Oh, mate, got the old QCs, big yeah, time, man. 35s. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, uh. one of the best purchases I made two year, um, a year and a half ago was my QC32s. You got the uh, uh, version 2 or the version 1? Version 2, 35 oh, yeah. 2s, yeah. Sexy. And now... I'm thinking I might have to buy them over again. <laughs> <laughs> so Bose have teamed up with Star Wars to launch their own version of 
the uh, QC thirty five twos, and they're doing this in conjunction with uh, this kind of um, AR experience through the the official Star Wars app. So this is this is kind of cool. I can see these kind of things catching on. So if you haven't got the uh, you haven't got the buckets to uh, the ducats to spend on like VR stuff, then um, audio uh, reality stuff is is kind of becoming a bit more popular. Where essentially it's um, you need the right sort of headphones, which is this is the point. So um, they've developed this kind of um, audio experience that only works with the Bose uh, software through the headphones, and apparently it's give, it gives you like a, a fully immersive kind of audio experience. So they've they've done that, but as part of that, as an offshoot, they've read they've not redesigned, but they've done their own version of the of the QC thirty fives, and it's um yeah very uh you you will love these if you're kind of first order dark sidey yeah, fan of star wars it's that there isn't any uh rebel stuff going here so half of them is black the other half is that really cool uh kind of first order red color um and they're nice and shiny these ones there's no there's no matte finish them the ear the ear cups on the on the back are nice and shiny and yeah i like them and Me the too. other cool thing is that the rise of skywalker logo uh, is kind of uh, buried underneath the headband. So you're not going to look too geeky like, look, 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 I've got my Rise of Skywalker headphones on. <laughs> this signifies to everybody around me that I like the Rise of Skywalker. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, need to yeah. Ring my, I need to ring my dad, actually. You just reminded me with that voice. <laughs> uh, so if I hadn't have bought these fairly recently, I would be looking to pick these up because they do look sweet. I like, I like the gloss finish, man. Oh, mate, my, so like the QC35, some of the best kit that I've ever bought, as you know, they're just outstanding. And uh, I bought mine like nearly three years ago. So I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> I'm due an upgrade. And I'm really not due an upgrade. Like, There's <laughs> nothing wrong with them at all, apart from because I use them that much. Like the, uh, the ear pads need replacing, which is like a five minute job. But like you said, now I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably not get any, but dude, they look sweet as like the red and black is just stunning. Yeah. 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 And what's cool about them as well is the, uh, they don't shout Star Wars unless you know what you're looking for. So exactly on, on the black side, um, that the half that's got all the black, uh, detail, there's a little red sort of first order. I think it's a first order symbol, and on the left side where the red, the red uh, headband is, there's a little logo that doesn't. So there's a, a common, a very common little lighting pattern that was first seen on the Death Star that's used in everything to do with any kind of dark. So I think it's like a like these little rounded rectangle light pattern, uh, and they've got a very similar thing to that, but it's not the it's not the Death Star pattern. So you wouldn't immediately say, oh, that's a pair of Star Wars headphones unless you knew what you're looking for. So I like that they're subtle with that stuff. They haven't just put the Star Wars logo on it and stuff. So yeah. I like them, dude. I'm thinking the same as you. I'm like, hmm. Well, the fun thing is like you could probably, the QC35 twos in particular, get them on eBay. You're still going to get 200 quid for them. There'll be thousands of them then. It's like all the yeah. Star Wars fans are going to flood eBay with their current ones to get these Amen new ones. That. <laughs> like I've been in, I've been toying with even like AirPod Pros because I love my AirPods and uh, now I'm, and, and I couldn't justify them. Like the noise cancelling for the gym is about the only thing I could justify. 
And I'm like, nah, 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 I don't want to be frivolous with headphones. And then suddenly, boom, Boss Link, Star Wars. I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, Star Wars and headphones go really well together. Um, so here's the reason that I can buy them. And plus, we work in audio, dude. You know, I'm not saying they're a business expense, but if you need to test an immersive sound on some noise-canceling headphones as a podcasting company, hello, you know, God. God. You've noticed you've put another pair of headphones through in expenses. Yeah. I have, Rob. You're my accountant, aren't you? This is, what is this? this is not in, it's not an inquisition, mate. I just, you know, I need them. I need them, Rob. Yeah, off you go, you little nerd. Go and yes. look at Excel for a little while. Don't question me on my purchase choice, right? Yeah, because I'm yeah. definitely not a nerd. Now, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the Star Wars headphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know when these are coming out. I really I, well, They might be out. Oh, they're out now. Oh, dude. This oh, is good. Yeah, this complicates things because we can't even plan to be... Mm-hmm. Um, frivolous just like now yeah all right okay that's a drunk purchase then isn't it? i'll tell kieran about them when i christmas do yeah good it's thing is though, there's no mobile service they haven't racked the price up just because it's star wars which is good they're still that ridiculously quite surprising, expensive <laughs> yeah they are what are they like 290 quid still uh what are three nine 399 dollars which works out to what i don't know 299 pounds three, yeah 320 pounds something like that I got mine for like two ninety, yeah, two eight nine. I think they were on Black Friday actually, uh, for like two three nine, which was a right bargain. It's a reet bargain, reet bargain, cop. But yeah, they do look pretty badass. So if you if you got the green for some new cans and you want some noise cancelling and to show your allegiance uh, to Star Wars, definitely go and pick some up because they genuinely are the best all round headphones that I've ever had. They're certainly not the best like audio quality, um, but they for every, you know they're like a nine out of ten on everything pretty much. Indeedy. That's all we got for news, bud. Oh, is that all? <laughs> well, there is loads to talk about, but, you know, we're not doing like an 11-hour podcast. Well, we could do that. We found one, uh, an 11-hour podcast on Captivate earlier. We were doing a bit of checking on some of the file sizes. Sure enough, 11-hour podcast. There you are. I don't know what that one is. Yeah. There's Probably us doing office quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a podcast I used to listen to. Well, I still listen to it now and then, but for that reason, it's so long. It's called uh, something. It's a Star Wars oh. podcast, and uh, it's called the Re- uh, the Rebellion something. Anyways, it's like six, seven hours long. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. I don't know. Hardcore. If you keep going for that. Yeah. yeah, that is hardcore. Yeah. <sighs> right. News and discussion. That's forty-five minutes of news. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah. Mm. News oh, and discussion. I don't know what this is. You're going to spring this on me, apparently. So, oh over yeah, to you. yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, um, yeah. We're probably not going to get to the random spotlight today, are we? Sorry, sorry, random spotlight fans. But we'll get to that next week. <laughs> um, so yeah, this was a, a little thought. I don't know why it popped into my head. I, I must have been reading something, and it was the 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 idea that you know we'd said a, a couple of times that. Star Wars in the sequel trilogy has not really felt like Star Wars for a number of reasons. And we, we like we pegged it with a lot of things similar to what George Lucas pegged, actually, which was like, okay, there's not really any different planets. Not like not really any crazy planets being explored. Like the craziest we've got is actually probably Scarif, which is not in the sequel trilogy. Uh, you know, we've got another snow planet, we've got another forest planet, you know, blah, 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 blah. And nothing really felt new. There aren't really that many new creatures. Yeah, sure, there's a couple of them, but there aren't that many. It's not like um, the original trilogy and even the the, the prequel trilogy. So it kind of got me thinking. Like I said, I must have been reading something, but I think 
one of the other big things about the sequel trilogy that stops it feeling uber Star Warsy is the complete lack of R2-D2 and C-3PO getting into these scripts and the little adventures that they got into on every other movie. You know, they're not playing a pivotal role. They're not downloading the data. They're not opening the doors. They're not doing anything crazy. You know, the C-3PO is not playing that kind of comedy act where he's, you know, accidentally falls into something and presses something or does something. Um, and it, it, I think that's what popped into my head was this idea that actually R2 and C-3PO are this, these huge characters. And we know 3PO has got seemingly a much bigger and much more pivotal role in The Rise of Skywalker, as we've seen with the red eyes and the tease, um, and that emotional kind of gut punch when he, when he delivers the line about the friendship. But I don't, I don't know. It was just more of a discussion point. Like, what do you think of this dude? Like, R2 and, and C-3PO, like, they're, they're not getting into these little scrapes, are they, in the sequel trilogy? And that feels quintessentially Star Wars. Ah, uh, mate. Yeah. It feels like they've been relegated to... Uh, they've been relegated to cameo status to me and i think in part that's because the introduction of bb8 you know that little dude has taken over some of the spotlight but it's heartbreaking man really is because maybe not so much for newer fans of star wars like if you're a fairly new fan that's only got into star wars since the force awakens then this is probably not an issue at all but Mm -hmm. for for fans of uh, of the whole franchise and, and older fans like us it really is a bit of a, a heartbreaking thing because uh, that those two have been, especially 3PO, who's appeared in everything as a speaking part, I mean, uh, they've kind of been like the, not not sort of pivotal to every storyline, but and I wouldn't go as far to say they're the glue that holds it all together, but they're just that presence that makes you feel, as soon as you see them on screen and you hear, you know, the little beeps and bops from R2 and stuff, and then the arguments between them, those little spats and stuff. It's just hard. It's like a, a, a wholesome, heartwarming kind of feeling because that's just what makes Star Wars, well, part of it, you know, makes it Star Wars. It feels that it's got that, I don't know, it's, it's got that, um, like, like he mentions friendship in the in the the TV spot in the trailer, but it's more like a more of a family kind of mm-hmm. vibe, you know. So I com- I'm completely with you on that, bud. It's it doesn't feel, you know, it, it kind of feels like there wasn't they're not really sure what to do with them either, because sometimes when you have like uh, things like that where you've got a lot of years separating things, you almost have this handing over of the torch kind of thing sometimes where. You retire the old ones, but you pass the torch on and you've got a newer one. Like, but they could have done that with R2 and BB-8, but they haven't. They've kind of kept them around, which is great, but they haven't really done anything with them. They've just, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. I, they're more sort of cameos now. So, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It would it would be lovely to see those guys doing more, and I'm sure we will in The Rise of Skywalker, but I don't know, it's just another another thing <laughs> that's probably not pleasing older Star Wars fans, not seeing those guys a bit more, but yeah, I'm with you, bud. It's not good. It's just that feeling, isn't it? It's like you said, that feeling of the family, like even from day one of watching A New Hope, you get the sense that these two little things are in it together. And, you know, like you said, they are, I think they probably are the glue that drives it all together. I know there's a bone of contention for a lot of people about Anakin creating C-3PO, blah, 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 blah. Like, they probably didn't need to force that in, but who cares? It is what it is now. It is, it's part of the law. Um, 
and and we, especially when you think of R two and all the 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 Clone Wars stuff that he got up to and the Obi Wan connection and the retconning of you know actually Obi Wan's little grin and and and, and R two's little kind of boop de beeped when they recognize each other but can't say they do blah 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 and all this little kind of you know in, in a certain point of view they, they they kind of mention that they did know each other but they just kept it quiet like they've obviously done a very tight job of keeping these two involved and like you said it they've not done any passing of the torch stuff like i'm rarely a fan of the passing of the torch stuff i'm usually a fan of like let this thing finish you know i sound like kylo ren let this thing finish um and then just if you want to reboot fine whatever reboot or just acknowledge that this stuff existed but this is now happening and there are other characters involved like i often find that passing of the torch torch stuff rarely rarely hits the mark because the old people and the new people like the, the fans just don't gel with it you know they want to see more of what they love or they want to see something fresh like it feels like you can't have both um and I, I totally agree with you dude i think they just didn't know what to do with them but to have a, you know a sequel trilogy without them would have would have just been seen as a travesty so it's like this rock in a hard place isn't it as the mm-hmm. writer i feel like you kind of got to go balls deep and you got to say right we're either <laughs> not using them and we're going to explain why we're not, or we are going to use them. Um, yes, yeah. And yep. and it just becomes, like, I get, and I get why BBA exists, I understand from a story, a narrative perspective, but also from a passing of the torch, and a, ultimately a toy sales perspective. Um, but, you, yeah, you. I hope they do something with them in The Rise of Skywalk to give it that classic Star Wars feel. You know, like I said, right at the beginning, if they are looking at trying to tie everything together, you know, these guys are the glue. You know, there is only one way of doing that. Um, and, and I think it's to let them go off on some crazy adventure and let them do their thing, you know? Yeah. They kind of masked it over a little bit as well in The Force Awakens where R2-D2's closed down as he's in, like, trickle-feed mode because he's waiting for Luke to... Um, he's waiting for Luke to come back and turn him on so he's just in hibernation mode. So it's just like a, a cheap storytelling or filmmaking way of saying yeah he's in the film still <laughs> you know r2's there but he just doesn't do anything till you know right at the end whatever and it's so, so out of character as well like if you look at r2d2 as a character it's almost like the the batman problem that i had in dark knight rises like batman ain't quitting over a girl that is not what batman does like <laughs> if anything he becomes more batman because he's been screwed yeah, you know, yeah. and it's the same with R2. Like everything that R2 has done for the last 50 years and suddenly is like, wait a minute, the one master that I've had for a little while, regardless of all the other ones, like I'm now I'm going to shut down. Like, nah. Nah, nah. Yeah. And he was such a loose cannon as well because he wanted to make sure that he had, he delivered his mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in A New Hope, he's just absolutely determined to go and do that thing. So it's out of character for him to just be like, oh, okay, I'll shut down for a bit. Read you, dude. Totally. Cool, man. That was it. That was my thought on R2-D2's adventures. But, uh, yeah, let's... Uh, we, we've been going 54 minutes. Let's stick a pin in it. Spark of so, there we go. Thank you very much, as always, for listening to the show. That was episode... 35 thank you so much for sticking with us over at spark of rebellion we love talking star wars and giving you guys uh, the roundup of what's going on throughout the world of star wars plus digging into some uh, review and discussion stuff 
as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, head over to whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts on and give us a, a sub so you don't miss it when it lands every single Saturday. And if you've got a minute for review, that would be awesome because that helps us out a lot with things like discoverability and stuff like that. We're on the socials as well, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. We're called something slightly different on those, but um, you'll see like a description and the logo and stuff. Um, so just give us a, a follow on that as we chat Star Wars each and every week. And also check us out on Patreon.com and give us uh, some support over there if you like what we do here on the show. Spark of Rebellion. Uh, you can jump on from a dollar upwards and go all the way up to uh, tiers that include executive producer credits. You can also get some swag and all that stuff. And uh, we put that all back into the show to make sure we give you a quality show every single week until next week bro episode 36 some more news I expect and the week after is probably going to be all Rise of Skywalker chat because it's out 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 man <laughs> looking forward to it but uh, gl- glad to be back dude thanks for holding the fort down while I've been away always good and uh, thanks to you the listener and again thanks to Dave uh, for the kind words so yeah until next week team Until then, yeah, for episode 36, have a good one. Get that news ready. We'll be delivering that as always. Until then, may the force be with you always.